On this week's very special episode of 5GFA, we are digging the 2001 classic Joyride out of the vault for your enjoyment. This episode was recorded back in mid-August, but was saved so that we could share with you during Spooktober, where we'll be bringing you horror classics all month long. Enjoy. On a cross-country road trip to get out of the friend zone, Paul Walker seductively throws his voice to catfish Buffalo Bill. This radio prank takes a furious and fast turn when he and underappreciated bad boy slash heartthrob Steve Zahn are forced into a game of cat and mouse with a madman who is too furious and too fast for this familia to outrun. Our heroes strip naked, order hella cheeseburgers, and try to plant their flag in Lily Sobieski, all while a donkey brain truck driver methodically tries to prank them to death. Candy cane. Oh, candy cane. Guys, let's talk about Joyride. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm out of bullets. Alright boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Let's talk about Joyride. Joyride. What a joyride. What a joy to ride. Is everyone's mics good and everything? I mean, they're all on, yeah. Okay, cool. So tonight we're going to be talking about Joyride. And before we get started, I just want to say the first time I saw this movie was a month ago in a cabin in Montana with Kyle. And we were just kind of like looking over it to be like, all right, does this pass the five guys flicking around test? And it definitely did. And I loved it, and I can't wait to... Uh, first impressions. Aaron, you want to give us... Yeah, this is my first time seeing Joe Ride. <laughs> uh, I remember the trailer, and I remember you know, wanting to see it. I never did. Um, but it made me miss Paul Walker. Maybe made me miss these kind of yeah. movies where he's playing the super milk toast, like, <laughs> super attractive but boring kind of guy with, yeah, like, it, a, mm, a wild toast. card counterpart, like yeah. Steve Zahn. And so it made me miss him, and it made me the- miss these movies specifically. And so I really liked it. Uh, first impressions, Pauly? I loved it. First time I've ever seen the movie. Yeah. So scale of one to ten, how scared were you? <laughs> More higher than a two, probably like a four. Um, Joel, first impressions. This is definitely w- one of my, if not my favorite, what you would consider horror movies. But yeah. like, they kind of get what they deserved. Yeah, like a, a little, a little bit. It's a little excessive. <laughs> yeah. They, he he <laughs> like part? tortures Which them part? like five times for like the same prank. <laughs> but he, they could have said, "I'm sorry," and it would all gone away. Well, they, they do had, say, they "I'm sorry." To, well, it a little too little too late. They, <laughs> He gave him an opportunity, and so he you're, was so like, you're, listen, psycho. You're what uh, we we talk about like in passing as a uh, rusty nail sympathist. <laughs> <laughs> rusty nail sympathizer over yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, no, so I remember loving this movie. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it like when it first came out on DVD, 
and I loved it as like a 14 year old. I thought it was just the right amount of thrill. But to me, the the scariest or like kind of the thrill aspect of it was that oh, we we don't really know what this guy looks like, what he's capable of. Like, right. He's just kind of a mystery, but he, we know he exists. It's not like a supernatural ghost. I, I think it's really effective too that it's in the non cell phone era. Yeah. yeah like absolutely. the fact that they have to use payphones when they can at rest stops and gas stations and like. The whole. I mean, oh, we just watched Fear, which came out five years earlier, and everyone had cell phones. Right. So <laughs> I think it was just a writing device. Of Still, like... <laughs> yeah, but it was effective for me. I mean, I guess when I'm like watching an older movie, I kind of take off the table exactly what technology was around the time. Uh, they did a good job. They showed him on the initial call with Lily Sobieski, and he's on a landline. Could you imagine like having a friendship where you're just like calling to someone yeah. else's dorm room? He like wanted you, it bad. Like oh. you both, you both have graduated high school and you stay in touch, and and this is the girl that you like. So you have like a okay every Thursday night at six. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna call. No, you dude. He mentions it's yeah. Dude. It's three a.m. He's the worst roommate ever. Yeah. He literally like his roommate wakes up. He's like, I have a final in the morning, dude. Like, shut up. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be quiet. Just listen to the Walkman. And it's like, dude, no, I'm trying to sleep. I don't want to listen to whatever shitty CD you have. Like, yeah. And also, he doesn't change. We can. We just assume. Yeah, we assume it's Bush. But he doesn't even change. He doesn't even change his volume. He doesn't even get quieter. He just keeps talking at the same level. And it's like, yeah, he yeah. And this pretty, was pretty and this dick was a, roommate move. He's but this was also what 2001 is when this yeah. movie came yeah. out. So like this is deep into the like AIM era. For sure. I right. feel like they'd be doing sure. that at that point. Yeah. 100%. Also, sure. has a movie ever started so quickly? Like literally, the first scene is that phone call scene with Paul Walker, and, it's yeah. and, the whole and then Lily Sobieski says. I wish I just had a car that I could just get there gradually. You could just pick me up if you had one. Because she and just it's like, casually drops the nugget that like, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend yeah, too. Yeah, like, it's like, I know you've been like waiting for this. Yeah, she's yeah. single. She needs a ride. Okay, I'll get her a car and we'll single, go. Single, huh? Like, I got a car. Yeah. <laughs> like it literally is just like it sets up the whole movie in yeah. like a 30 second And he gets the car super yeah. quick because we, right. we see the plane ticket. And what does it say? Super huge on the plane ticket. Uh, Aaron, we just uh, found it out. It says refundable. Refundable. It is refundable. <laughs> yeah. Really, like really bold. Really bold. Fun. Freshman year of college, by the way. Pretty young to be doing a big road trip. It was um. It's funny when he's talking about how like shitty Berkeley is because it's always summer <laughs> weather. Yeah, it's like you're lucky you get seasons there. It's like also yeah. you're going to Berkeley, dude. Like yeah. you're you're doing fine. Yeah, man. where's where's like, uh Lily Sobieski? In Boulder. Like, she's Boulder. in Boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know what college? I'm assuming Colorado University of Colorado. Okay. Yeah. And the and her brothers yeah. in Salt Lake City. Brothers in Salt Lake. Steve's on. Is there any movie that he's like not the best in? No. Like I feel like every movie he's in, he just steals the show. He does. He's the best. He's this amazing. Is, this is one of the the largest roles I've seen him play. I, I He was pretty big in Saving Silverman, which was yeah, filmed okay. in this same year, by the yeah, way. Yeah, two thousand one. All you silverheads <laughs> know what we're yeah. talking about. He's usually like a bit part though, like well, he was, he was yeah, that. Yeah. He had a bit. What was the other one? National Security with Martin Lawrence. That was Steve Zahn, right? You know it. In O3. Sure. The, uh, sure. A Rescue Don. Yeah, uh, Rescue Don. Riding in Cars with Boys. Also 2001. 
No, thank He's you. Great. <laughs> what, was the, what was the music movie with Tom Hanks and our and our friend from Boiler Room? You doing that thing you do? Um, so yeah, they pick up Steve's on right. That's where they we pick left up off. Steve's on. He's like the no good brother. He's bounced around San Diego. He yep. assumed that like it was in San Diego. No, Salt Lake City. I love how they set up like how different the two brothers are. Right, like you have Paul Walker, who's like the very straight laced. Like you used a great term to describe milk toast just yeah. like bland like always wants to do the right thing right and you've got steve's on who's like the screw up but is like very passionate about everything that he does and is like and is, is intelligent smart, in his own sophisticated way yeah yeah and you they definitely have a different dad it's clear like paul walker is like an insanely good looking guy steve's on is steve's on yeah and i'd argue steve's on's equally as attractive <laughs> i know and you get to see both of if their we're butts if we're grading movie. their butts yes um but That's it's actually also, a question i have for later they yeah. also established that they haven't seen each other in a long time right. yeah. because steve's on is like he's shocked that he's taller than him now right. and that was yeah. i thought a really great little mm-hmm. nugget of like oh. and like looking at them it's like he's been taller than you for right. at least 10 years <laughs> yeah like it must have been a while yeah. yeah i think their difference sets up well like how friend zoned Paul Walker is. Yeah, because that's one of the like oh one of the gosh. sensitive spots for him like, when Steve Zahn starts teasing him. If there's a definition of friend zone, it's Paul Walker in this movie. Like You mean because he at the drop of a hat sells his plane ticket to buy a car <laughs> and drive to go pick up a girl oh my three gosh. states away. With just the <laughs> intent like that maybe something might right. happen. But he's not willing to make a move at all during not at all. their encounters. Nope. I read somewhere that they filmed like a love encounter with the two of them. As well as a love encounter with Lily Sobieski and Steve, on- Steve Zahn's character, but they didn't use either. In I think the- it's called yeah. a London Bridge. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a. We gotta try every permutation here. Let's get Rusty Nail in there like, too. Yeah, they just filmed them all. I'm like, we'll see what we use later. Yeah, and Swedish toboggan. <laughs> Swedish, Swedish I've got a big problem with Steve Zahn moving in on her. Oh, I mean, stop! This, come yeah. on, this is Paul Walker went out of his way to pick him up. Come on, could you be a shitty brother? Totally, come I, on. I totally disagree. I think it would have been better if it had it where he was like clearly into her but restrained it because he's like no it's my brother's girl you know you could have had him toe that line instead he's like going for it i feel like i feel like with the knowledge that pollard dropped of like the two love scenes it's like they didn't know what they were doing with the love triangle and like so they filmed the love scene for both of them and then they cut both of them so it kind of just comes out awkward a little bit Mm -hmm. but like, that's life sometimes. Sometimes your brother's just shitbag and makes a move, and yeah. sometimes you're too much of a pussy to make a move. So, right. like, exactly. It it's didn't a good seem unrealistic, but, like, yeah. I, I get why you'd be upset, Joel. I also understand why it's like, no, he was being, like, a little, you know, bitch Yeah, about it's it, very so. true to Steve Zahn's character. I've got yeah. a question. How much older do you think Steve Zahn is as a brother in the movie? This uh, is our resident age expert, Joel Smith. Like, <laughs> so, Lewis, oh, played is. by okay. Paul Walker, is a college <laughs> freshman. So, we're looking at, let's say, 18, 17? I don't know. He really was into her. So nineteen is 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 his brother, older brother Fuller. Is he twenty four? Out. He's old. I don't know if he went to college, but he's older than someone in college would be. I love how like Steve Zahn is so grateful that Paul Walker's come to pick him up from jail. That he thinks like the best way he can repay him is to get a is, CB radio. Is to have a CB radio installed for forty dollars at the first opportunity. Yeah. So when they get the CB installed. Then they do the crux of the movie, which is the prank. Come on, you fuck with someone in a chat room. It's the same thing. No, no forget it. Come on, man. Hey, Black Sheep, this is Candy Cane. I've been looking for you all day. Hey there, Candy Cane. This is Black Sheep. I'm right on schedule. So I guess I'll be seeing you later on tonight. Is that right? You got it. 
I'm pulling over right now, and I'll see your beautiful eyes in the p.m. So what was that about? Sweet. Candy cane, come on. <laughs> I knew it. These guys are so fucking horny. So you have Mama's Boy, and you have Black Sheep. Yeah. And then you have Candy Cane. Right. <laughs> the way that Rusty Nails likes good. to say it. <laughs> so I was glad the Walker uh, went along with the prank, because it felt like it was going to be one of those movies where he like doesn't do whatever, and he's a right, bitch right. about it. But he like quickly caves in and like is enjoying yeah. it. To me, when he was doing that, it seemed like it was a way for him to like thank Paul Walker because he was like, "Hey, you have this device now." If I now ever do can... something for you and you buy me a CB radio <laughs> to thank me, I'll be upset. No, but it's like, hey, now we can find places where we can speed. We can know where all the cops are. We can know where all the storms are, can, so we can avoid those roads. I think it's useful. I think it's a typical like shitty relative move. Like, hey, dude, you picked me up out of jail. Here's like a cheap little thing you didn't ask for. In his mind, it was a like an awesome gesture. Yeah, yeah. it's just. I mean, I thought it was gesture. useful. I thought right. it was I mean, useful. Paul Walker spent eleven hundred dollars on a car and is going out of his way to bail him out of jail, and he gets him a forty dollars CB radio. Maybe forty dollars is the only money that he had left, like to his name at all. He's ordering hella shots at that bar, so oh, he's, yeah, got some other, he's got some other cash. Are you tired of old CB radio technology? Looking to get more use out of that old CD player you have laying around? Introducing CD Sobieski, the updated and modernized communication technology system that mobilizes your communication with modern CD technology that's modern. With CD Sobieski, you'll have a stronger signal, whether you're out on the highway or you're stuck on an island. With shops all around the country, the revolutionary CD Sobieski can be installed in your car today. The way it works involves modernizing old CB radio technology. The way that works involves a series of patented reverse engineering that involves modern CD technology. CB Sobieski combines the CB... <laughs> I said it wrong. CD Sobieski combines the CB with the C... <laughs> I'm almost done. CD Sobieski combines the CB with the CD, so get yours today. Um, so they, they take the opportunity to continue the prank along with getting back at the the motel guy right. who was racist and who had pushed Steve's on. And the pink champagne bit is like a really good yeah. add-in. And like what a great way for a prank to like pay off. As an 18 to 25 year old or whatever these yeah. age these guys are, like this is the kind of stuff that at that age like you would make a funny prank yeah. phone call, but that would never like present itself an opportunity where you could see the right. random guy like show up at the the next door and like to actually yeah. see the prank pay off. Like it would never mm. materialize. And and I just love that we don't see the violence, which yeah, I I have great. so many questions in my head, like like how was the interaction when he opened the door. Like the, because the angry racist customer guy is like kind he of a big guy. asshole. Yeah. He Most clearly guy. just saw it was a dude and shoved and just, the pink champagne bottle down his yeah. throat. Well, <laughs> see, see, I want to yeah, know what happened. I think there, the well, gas so the here thirteen-year-old Joel doesn't want to know what happened, and that's why you like the 30 film. Thirteen-year-old Joel wants to know <laughs> Give me the details. Give me the gore. So did the big like racist guy did. Did he be like, well, who the hell are you? All right, Rusty right. Nail just like one arm is like, nah, buddy, I'm taking you down. Or did he do everything there and then just take the body with him? Yeah, the motel was like, you know, obviously a psycho mm -hmm. pull. Mm -hmm. um, that is just like classic. Zahn and Paul Walker, I guess, but mostly Zahn, like thought that the death had been the truck driver. What in their interaction would have him believe that that guy wasn't some creepy truck driver, you know? Like, right. I think because they assumed that Rusty Nail was so like... Yeah. 
Yeah, but I think it goes back to like him being like in the car with Paul Walker and him being like, "Did you see that huge guy body check me?" Yeah. Like they established like yeah. he's a big dude and he's he, like, a don't douche. Mess with he's him. physical. Yeah, he's, he's, made him more aggressive. Imposing, I think would have made more sense as like a who killed who. Yeah, looks like if it was like some yoked out biker guy. Maybe the Rock. Something. Yeah, in the yeah. remake, where the Rock could play. Yeah, maybe he could play that part. Steve Zahn when he gets back in the car just goes. Hey, did you see that fat fucking guy? <laughs> it was like great Steve Zahn. He does so many. Steve Zahn doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. He's just like a yeah. character, but like he does a lot of interesting things. He's great. And like that he does carry. Was funny. It. Yeah, it was, like, it was uh, great. He hip checked me. He's like, I saw. He's like, you saw? Yeah, <laughs> yeah through the window that was like all covered with rain. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. One of the things this. So rewatching this, I just thought it was really interesting that when they show the like motel asshole guy. His jaw is really animated. Oh, yeah. Like he's just like yeah. he's doing a lot with oh, his mouth when he's off, talking. Huh? Right. I was just like just knowing saying. what happens to him later. Uh-huh. It's just like oh, that's an interesting choice <laughs> to just like yeah. all right, move your mouth as much as possible. Yeah, he's got this the jowl scene. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Steve Zahn's face when they're approaching with. the I police. wrote down that exact like, note. Yeah, he does they're like so much. They're like, hey, let's look, why don't we bring you to the hospital and see if that uh, sparks any of your memories? Yep. And his like terrified expression approaching his eyes are the biggest eyes yeah. I've ever seen Paul Walker's like being timid and doesn't want to look but Steve Zahn is just like what is going on what have we gotten ourselves into yeah. like it, it brings like you the in. reality sinking in. and it's, oh, I think yeah. it's in slow motion the first when they're it's first terrifying. walking in yeah. That yeah. sheriff was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. That actor actually also plays a cop in Sister Act. Oh, yeah, oh shit. Fun fact. How do you know? <laughs> so then as they're driving they realize that like okay this rusty nail this guy that they pranked is a psycho and then they they get him back on the CB. Everybody know Candy Cane. What about Mama's boy? He's still looking for <laughs> Bob Bob Black his Sheep. Candy cane. Black Sheep, you're out there, Black Sheep. Dude, I just want you to like do that voice. I'll do that. Time. Yeah, I'll do the whole time. But and then you get uh, like Paul Walker and Steve's again. They they draw a very clear distinction between these two brothers and how they act in every situation. So you have Paul Walker who's like, oh, we need to confess to this and like just apologize. Right. And Steve Zahn's like, like very hostile towards him. He's like, look, fucker, you need a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. You need to be medicated. And this is a big, big beef I got with this movie. And of course, you, you know, got a lot of like, beefs with this movie. I got beefs with for as much as you, you know? love it. I mean, I oh, I love this movie. But um, <laughs> you know, Rusty Nail, like you know, Paul Walker says, hey, it was me. I'm a guy. I'm sorry. I don't think he says the words. I'm sorry. He, he doesn't. Says, it was a joke. Like. Like, dude, it was just a joke, and then there's, like, a little bit of silence, and then he just says that. What? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. But then, yeah, then he says the line about, like, you really should get that fixed. The taillight fixed. So they know that he's following them, yep. and then right on cue, we're Boom. running out of gas. Yeah. But they do find a gas station. They do. They pull off really quick to they, try, because they're surrounded. When he says, like, oh, your tail, you should get your taillight fixed, they're the, surrounded by trucks at that point, so it yeah, could be yeah. any one of them. Right, yeah. And then you have the great interaction with the ice guy because yep. this is also like to pull on Alfred Hitchcock. They use the MacGuffins. Yeah. McSullivan? So the, the Mac, oh, the MacGuffin. 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 Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, to have someone appear. And as as you're watching it, like I did the first time, like you're kind of questioning, like there's no way this is really happening. But you're forced to believe it. Like they set it up really well because how they do such a good job of not showing you that he leaves his MasterCard. Uh-huh. And then when the guy comes running out, of the gas station it's very believable like oh no yeah. this guy is really creepy and is like yeah. coming after them yeah i have he the starts same to thought follow them and mm-hmm. so you're like whoa this is really happening already in this movie 
That was crazy that he chased them down for the credit card. What a nice yes. guy. And super one nice. of my... Super unrealistic, right. like on a dirt road, <laughs> yeah. just barreling Dark, down. Like they're driving off into nothing, and it's like, wait, I have your master. Yeah. Right, right, right. I got right. a gun. I got a gun. Don't go Dude, that was, that, was, that was my favorite that part. Yeah. Was Steve Zahn does does the finger gun. <laughs> the finger and gun. he says, stay the fuck back, man. We got a gun. And he just, <laughs> you show him like with the finger Clearly gun. visible. <laughs> so good. Stick it out. So like, that's ah, like well, I got a small card. Steve Zahn moment where he's elevating the script. It's he's like, doing great. Yeah, Steve Zahn's the guy that you want when you're like developing the prank. He's right. the brother that's like, oh, he's going to pull some fun out of the situation. Totally. He's not the guy that you want when like rubber meets the road and the killer is supposedly a Yeah, he'll just the make car. things worse at yeah, that point. Yeah, it's just like, okay, Steve, like your time is to shut up now. Yeah. Like you're not handling the situation. I mean, I, I had the same like feeling that you did where it's like, oh, maybe this like ice truck driver is the killer. Because, like, why else would he chase after them? But then I also knew, like, there's no way a movie like this would give away the villain that easily. And then, of course. And then, of course, yeah. That was crazy when he plowed through. What kind of range is there on a CB? I don't know. Maybe five miles? Well, hey. You know, I think we should get to a phone. Call the cops in Table Rock. Leave a message and let them know that Rusty Nail's in the area. What the hell is that? Like, I yep. did not see that coming at all. No. In the semi, going yeah. straight through the ice truck. That was gnarly. Yep, and then they yes. got they, they got to get the hell out of there. Right. And then that's, I mean, like, they have the chase, and then eventually he pins their car up against a tree and is about to crush them. Yeah. But before that, I want to highlight this, because this was one of the things I found really interesting, is while they're peeling away from that scene, the hubcap flies off. Right. And you're reminded that the car he bought is, like, a beater, and, like, maybe it's yep. going to break down any yeah. second, and mm -hmm. maybe it's a piece of shit, because they're, like, yep. cruising for a lot of the right, movie, right. and you forget that this is, like, a dilapidated car. Totally. And so the hubcap flying off is like, oh shit, I'm nervous again. It's a 30 again. year old car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a good job of reminding you that like this car is not going to hold up, and like you should be scared for them. And oh. all they needed to do was apologize, or so it's you're led to believe. Right, right. That right. as soon as they get back on the CB radio and they're pleading for their lives, uh, I forget which character finally apologizes. Uh, it's Steve's on, and think. that backs him off. Yeah. So they're pretty much good. It was hey, just man, a don't kill yeah. us. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. I was just messing with you, brother. The way the plot moves forward is that they meet up with Lily Sobieski. Yeah, you think everything's now, fine after that. And now that. the truck driver's pissed off because he said, I thought there was no candy cane. Yes. And now you're traveling with a girl in the car. Like, if they had just canceled their road trip and were like, hey, we've yeah. been through some messed up stuff right now. Like, we need to just go home. Yeah. They probably would have been safe. Yeah. They go to a CVS. They buy some candy canes. I thought there was no candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite candy. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then they decide. So maybe it is Christmas break. So they have I'm this sorry. like horrifying encounter that like first starts off with a prank call, prank phone call that leads to a murder right next to them. They're kind of like away from it, but then they end up like literally pinned up because of this big. Like, They're almost as, dead. As yeah. traumatic as it gets. And then they decide that they're just going to repair the car. And like not tell. And that's the girl, when they throw the CB radio out. They're like, nothing good can come of this. Yep, Let's right. get rid we of it. We need to get rid of that, and we're just gonna act like none of this ever happened, mm -hmm. which be is understandable. Well, but if Paul Walker's like whole reasoning is like, I don't want to freak her out. Like I'm going to basically confess my love to this girl and hoping to start a relationship, and like that will be foiled if I tell her that we just had this crazy near death experience. Right. Right. Like, there's no right mind to like justify that. It like, is I, good that 
the first big guy at the motel didn't die because that would have been a different story of like we were witness to a murder or like right this is just a maiming a heavier thing yeah they were like just the guy's injured which makes it way less i mean that's like way more than an injury but no, what about but the ice but guy he's alive oh yeah that yeah the ice guy too the ice tractor. right but i mean if that had been a full-on murder it would have really changed their all right, so they get to Boulder. They're picking up uh, Vena, which, by yeah. the way, it, it oh. always kind of bothered me. Vienna, Vena, Jenna. Which we should mention this is their first repeat actor. Oh, main, true. main player. <laughs> is it the first? Main player, right? Yeah, it's going to we'll be We'll have that. to go to the tapes. We'll have to go to the tapes. But, um... <laughs> Just hold on for a minute. we got to check yeah. something really quick. <laughs> she, she had a pretty good run, so she was in the classic jungle. She definitely <laughs> didn't. Whatever you're about to say is wrong. <laughs> yeah, she was Nothing not she did was uh, ever uh, any good. The, the Tim Allen classic jungle to jungle. Yeah, that's a no. What is she? There is uh, no Tim Allen classic. Uh, Deep Impact, 1998. Oh, that yeah, was good. All right, all right I stand corrected. Okay. Never Been Kissed, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut 1999 That's some good smut right uh, there dude. Glass House 2001 uh, No idea Joyride 2001 There we go And then of course Wicker Man Wicker And Man. then she fell off she the face of the earth That's one of the most average roles <laughs> of all time yeah. And every yeah. role that she had was like supporting or less Yeah so yeah. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't at all like, can, can we talk real quick about Paul Walker's run in this time? Only sure, if you I, meant only I, at, if after this we review John Hawks's roles. Yeah, because <laughs> they're better. All right, let's go. So, IMDb corner with Joel Smith. Here we go. All right, Paul Walker, Pleasantville, nineteen ninety eight. She's a, she's all that, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, but let's Great. clarify again. He's not a huge player in Pleasantville. Like, can we mention? Can we he's... mention the movie where he turns into a dinosaur? Does anyone remember that one? I'm looking it up right now. Super Mario. Brothers. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Um. Okay. Varsity Blues, 1999. There goes my hero. Uh, the Skulls, 2000. I'll ride I for don't the want Skulls. Your life. I would love to do the Skulls. Love the Skulls, and then of course, filmed in the same year as Joyride. What was it? The Furious one. <laughs> Or the, the fast fifth one. And, the yeah. and if Land anybody was wondering, West Canaan was your actually, dream. That I don't want your life, fast dude. That was his best line in that movie. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want yeah. your. So, uh, Fast and Furious was actually filmed in 2000, but it came out in 2001. Okay, but what year was Fast and Furious? When did when year did... was Fast Five filmed? Fast Five filmed fucking <laughs> February fifteen, Can we just can we just keep the run going and get eight below in there? No, no, hold on, hold on. The the Paul Walker dinosaur movie is called Tammy and the T Rex from nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I'll does ride for that. that. I'll ride so for that. So does he play Never Tammy or the T Rex? Yeah. Yeah. Which one he is plays he himself. Next week when we together, he plays himself and then he dies and he comes back as a T Rex. You see, he's like a person. You also, I think it's pronounced Trex. <laughs> Uh, suspiciously, you left out Meet the Deedles, Joel, which also came out right before that run that you were talking I, about. I apologize. <laughs> but Fast and Furious came out in June 2001. But it was filmed the year prior? Yeah. And, <laughs> and Joyride came out October 2001. So what a run for Paul Walker. All right. So huh? we get to the scene where Vin it's Diesel... It's almost as good as Leslie Sobieski's Glass House and <laughs> Joyride. Jungle, jungle to jungle. Joyride. We get to the out. scene. Jungle to Jungle Two. Wicker jungle to Jungle Three. Okay. Can we get back to Joyride? John yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah. So we get John Fox. Hawks. Hawks. Oh, so we get to the scene where Lily Sobieski and Paul Walker are trying to race past the train over the train tracks before he arrests her. No. Back to this movie. 
Paul Walker meets up with Lily Sobieski and they find the county fair that's nearby. Yeah. And but really quick on the roller for... coaster and wild horses plays. That's the scene wild I want to talk Before iconic actor Paul Walker died in 2013, he pitched a modest idea. A service that sends dudes to your house to take your girlfriend, spouse, or significant other for a walk while you catch up on some quality me time. That simple idea has grown into one of the most successful multinational corporations to date. Download the All Walker app by Paul Walker and we'll send a sexually non-threatening pretty boy to take your gal for a walk while you finish up that puzzle you've been working on, while you solidify that screenplay, or while you finish writing that great American novel. And don't worry, all our walkers are well-trained and staying within the confines of the friend zone. All Walker by Paul Walker. We're okay. back in Boulder, thank God. So <laughs> back here we are. and bolder than <laughs> ever. Do it right too, <laughs> back and bolder. You ring. There it is. I was upset to find out that Joyride 2 did not star the same people. But Yeah, well, it was we'll, seven we'll, years after this one. We'll, go, we'll go over that when we get I'm there. I'm sure All right, so, so Steve Zahn and Paul Walker agree, like, let's never talk about this. Let's, like, put it all behind us. We'll repair I mean, the car and let's just, go back. They just don't talk about it. They just don't. They don't say, like, hey, let's make sure we don't tell her what happened. Yes, no, exactly they do. They say. Yeah. yeah, they say that it'll give her cold feet and won't allow her to fall They did say they're Walker. like... I'm not going to tell her about it. Like, yeah, I don't want to freak her out. Her. Yeah. And he really cool. wants to get some action in that car. So they go to pick up Lily Sobieski from her college. And really quickly, you also meet her roommate the Good next Charlotte. year. Good right. Charlotte. The BMW. Mm-hmm. For like five seconds. Right. And five Steve's seconds on, you see her. Steve's on lays it on thick. Yes. He's got all the lines in that one. Yeah. I forget what he says, but like he has that like, Steve's on. don't break on, my heart. Yeah, he has that like Steve's on charm. Yeah, he's it's like, perfect. why don't you come with us? And she's like going to Florida. He's like, right. that's on the way. So we, going we also here? find out. Do I, I don't know if they here? had said it earlier. I'm and I just this. didn't notice. <laughs> but we find out where they're going to. They're, they say now they're going to Jersey. Yeah, you find that out in the beginning. Do they say that? He has he has a ticket oh, to ticket Newark, New Jersey, so yeah. he could fly home or he could Newark, sell the New ticket. York. So right around the fifty minute mark of the movie, I marked it down, is where it turns into like a fun teen like mm-hmm. road trip movie where like you get to see the fun side of everything. They're hanging out. Paul Walker almost makes out with Lily Sobieski in the car, but Steve Zahn has to ruin it by saying like, "Why don't you guys kiss already?" Right. Which like I don't know. I mean. I, I think they should have. I think they should have kissed. That part of the movie is what um, Boiler Room was like missing. Like seeing them. Something fun. Seeing like just a montage of like, oh, they had fun on this, on this <laughs> yeah. ride. Yeah. So. Yeah, she buys him the uh, I Heart My Rig hat. And uh, I felt really bad for him. It was like, I sold a plane ticket. I yeah. bought a car. I drove 2,000 miles to pick you up. And all you got me was a lousy I heart my rig trucker hat. <laughs> right. You bitch. But it's yeah. a, I love it because it goes at least like five to ten minutes of the movie with you like totally it, – like it's lighthearted enough to make you forget about everything that yeah, happened before. Yeah, it definitely is. Where I it's love- like the concentration goes back to like, oh, Paul Walker really wants to get with this girl, which is what started the whole events of the movie. you forget it like they're trying to forget yeah. it. They I do love- the little cherry stem uh, competition where they all try to tie it. Yeah, uh, so be I love how smart. much... Um, you have the great scene in the bar where you in got Nebraska. the... In, in Nebraska, right? Yeah. Where you got the like con, the, the country kind of like macho guys trying to hit on her. Exactly. But the way that Steve Zahn diffuses the situation really is hilarious. It's smart. It's really, really it's smart. It's so good because like 
Paul Walker's trying to be the macho guy that like, like stands whoa, up for he's, her. What'd you say to her? His pants. So <laughs> no, totally. What's the situation? So the situation is she goes to get the drinks and the the macho guy is like, hey, like why don't you tell me your name? And she's like, I, I'm not interested. Right. And uh, they get into it, and then Paul Walker comes up, and he's like, what's the problem? And he's like, you need to tell your bitch to shut up. And right on cue, Steve Zahn's like, bitch, shut up, from, like, across the bar and runs over and grabs her. Was you mouthing off again? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> the strategy is to, like, cause a bigger scene to exactly. kind of just confuse everyone yeah, long enough it's... to get him out. And I was like, that was super effective. It's like unexpected behavior. In someone's face. Just yeah. Like, just, like, yeah. elevating it to his It's like when a baby's level. crying and you just cry louder and right. they just right. stop. But right. any, yeah. any rational good friend would be going out the bar exit and then waiting for their brother. And Steve Zahn <laughs> goes all the way to the motel right. and is trying to bang her now. But to be fair, like Paul Walker has proven himself like inadequate in many different ways I throughout the road Steve trip. I think Steve Zahn just didn't want to pay the bill because he was ordering <laughs> shots after shots after shots. Yeah. He did, he saw an opportunity to get out of Dodge and stick Paul with the bill. Next she has her own room, which... I mean, right. I guess that makes sense. If, if, like, somebody that had just, like, freshly gotten out of prison was coming into your room to, like, liquor you up, like, yeah, I mean, he wasn't I'd be prison. pretty... He wasn't in He got arrested. All right, he got... But he's been in and out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... it's He's troubled. Like, if he's coming in to, like, liquor you up, like, nothing yeah. good can I'm come of that. Liquor you up. <laughs> <laughs> <Licking> you down. <laughs> and then this is the scene where Rusty Nail is calling yeah. Paul Walker in the right. hotel room. Right, 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 right. He said there what, was no girl. Do we know what drinks he makes? Because it looks disgusting. It looked he like did say he was a licensed vodka. bartender. I think, I think it's Casey Worcester and uh, some sunscreen. It could be a Scotch Andrews. No, I'm pretty sure it's a screwdriver. It looks like a couple Scotch Andrews in the shot. A dash of uh, pineapple syrup, which mentioned... Never mind. Well, anyway, so Rusty Nail, this is where we find out he's omnipresent and he can just see them yeah, at all he times. Them, exactly. He knows exactly where they are. He yeah. finds that's, them in the room. That's the part where I have a problem with the movie. And, like, I, I love this movie. But when it transcends and it starts to get a little bit more, like, supernatural, where, like, how can he know these things about well, these people? How he can he? The how can he do? Yeah. How can he friend. do He's these just things? Clearly, been following them because again, they don't know what he looks like. So he could have been whatever they stopped for gas or stopped to get something to eat. He could have been right next. But to so them. But you think that they would. So they would Joel, notice a huge when they semi Charlotte them. is such a minor character, and right, he right. kidnaps her. And they're in broad daylight at a university. Like, you would notice yeah. a big rig, like, parked behind and you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you see it. that like, character You see that character for five seconds. Yeah, there's nothing else that leads you to believe he knows who Charlotte is, he knows who they are, and yeah. how to follow I them. I forgot it was her. Like, I... Oh, my when, God, when he, yeah. When they realized that, like, somebody else is kidnapped, I thought it was maybe, yeah, like, Yeah, then it was sister. like, oh, that's Charlotte. I could tell from her mother's voice. Yeah, I just, voice. like, forgot about her. He chooses to give up pursuing them, pursue Charlotte long enough to, like... Grab her, tie her up, yeah. whatever. Yeah. How does he and make then up the time? Again, track them down. No, but he goes quickly. ahead of them because he yeah. writes the the messages so, on all the right. exit signs. But I'm saying he lost track of tracking them, so he just like knew where they were going. It's right? yeah. exactly where they it, would would it, be. Yeah, exactly. It gets it. it you know, it's a little annoying, but also it's a horror movie. Thriller, yeah, so exactly. it's to be expected. Yeah, it just gets a, a little bit more unbelievable. They just point. did a really good job of keeping it in the realm of possibility before that. So that's when they're driving and they let Lily Sobieski know exactly what happened with Rusty Nail. Okay, there's nobody behind us. Can somebody please talk God, to he me? knows we're brothers. How the hell does that happen? All right, we're going to the police. We're getting off the highway. Then we're going home. Lewis, God damn it. Look, something weird happened to us before we picked you up. Yeah? I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to freak you out. Tell me what? 
What, the, sh the short version? Talk to me. There's a sick guy out there. He yeah, put this guy in a cow. This resting out guy did something? Yeah, because of something that we did. They don't yeah. really address that they take off driving and they're sloshed at that point. No, I yeah, thought about that's that. True. Right? Yeah. I thought that because Steve Zahn ends up driving and I was like, he was pretty wasted. Yeah. But to <laughs> but, be fair, uh, like a serial yes, killer like calling you up, Very sobers sober. you up yeah, really quick. Alert. I agree. Yeah. I Open think highway, you, you got the Eagles. It's a nice time. <laughs> so he sees <laughs> So he sees spray painted on the signs as they drive away. Right. Look in the trunk. Lewis. Lewis. So that's like five different rest exit signs within the span of 10 spray seconds. Paint. Stop. Spray paint. Yeah, but also, Stop. Spray yeah, but also like how many rest sign, like rest right. area signs are yeah, there? You had to go back and be like one, two, three, four. Seconds. He's like, I have to put in and the on the same yeah. sign. <laughs> I'll do right. look first yeah. and then in the and then trunk. I want to see his little notepad in his truck of like yeah. plotting it out. Like, and what should I write? What should I write? Look in. The radio's in the truck. That's too long. I yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is what is Leland Sobieski thinking put that at this point? Like, when he finally says, like, he wants us to look in the trunk, and they're trying to catch up with what Dude, Steve's on. Dude, she turns says. into the worst person. Yeah. I, like, hate her She's at this always point been the, the worst person. I know, but at this point, I'm like, I really don't like you. She literally, in a five-minute span, goes... I'm not getting back in the car until I know what's in the trunk. Right, so she yeah. forces them to look into the trunk. And then she says, I'm not going anywhere until someone tells me why I should be afraid of a radio. Right, yeah. And then two minutes later, she goes, I'm not going anywhere until uh. I find out what he wants. And it's like, you are the worst. But this is a great scene that Aaron likes because we were talking about the lighting before. So they're going to the, the back of the car, right? Yeah. So you have the brake lights mm -hmm. and like everything's lit up in red when they open up that trunk. Yeah. And you have no idea. Like the first time you see it, you have no idea what could dead be in body. there. Dead yeah, body. Yeah, you're thinking dead Marcellus body. You're thinking, Wallace's soul. Yeah, it could be anything. But it's the CB radio <laughs> right. that he found. So again, that was he had to go. He had to backtrack, go pick up Charlotte, go pick up the CB <laughs> yeah. radio, yeah. then follow them. Put it in the trunk without them seeing, yeah. then go ahead of them and spray paint all those signs. Like <laughs> he might have spent more on the gas. He definitely spent way more cool on gas. It's great. There's a one second scene where Lily Sobieski hears Charlotte screaming. She's like, "That's Charlotte!" From yeah. the like, I'm like what? How did you know that was her? Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Um, but then he also has like the best part of the movie for me is his speech about uh, the bodies, and I want to have oh, Brandon yeah, yeah, read yeah. it. You know when a corpse can't be identified? No next of kin. No one to claim the body. What they do is they cut off all the fingers. All ten of them. Then they cut off the jaw. They cut off the person's jaw and they put it all in a jar. They put it in a jar with some number on it. <laughs> Fuck, that was amazing. So good. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If we like, replace that with the actual audio, I won't be upset. Nah, but nah. that was like the most <laughs> chilling scene for me was him. Again, Look you're not both. seeing him and you're <laughs> yeah, not seeing perfect. the yeah. carnage he's doing, but you're AMG. hearing about how disturbed he is in the head. Right. And that's when you're like, wow, this guy's not messing around. That's when you know he has Charlotte. Yes. And that's why they get naked is because they know we have to he do is what a this psycho. guy says. He's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah he's, yeah, he's capable of anything. So yeah. he gets him to get naked and go to the diner. Yeah. And you see full butt shot of both of these yeah, guys. Yeah, a lot of a lot of man butt. Yeah, which and, one were you more impressed by? Zons. Uh, yeah. Walker had a no. You no knew. Ass. You knew what that his butt Zons, was going to look Zons, like. Zons, Zons. Yeah. So 
What I love in this scene is like the the restaurant manager. First of all, you have the the waitress who just like takes their order anyway, and it's just yeah. like okay, haircut. yeah. Would you yeah, like fries big. with that? But then you have the manager who's just like, well, like if this wasn't my restaurant, I would think this is a pretty funny prank. Like it seems like right, it's a right. fraternity or something prank. And I love that about him that he's not like just right. pissed off like. Right at the get go, it's yeah. just at first he's, he's like, like, "Yeah, this, this is kind of funny." Sort of fraternity prank. <laughs> like, it's like yeah, what fraternity? Much, yeah. Like New Mexico, like That's Nebraska State University. Yeah, he does pick up that it's a prank, which is right. Satellite right. campus. Because you, know? <laughs> you, yeah, it could be that they like call the police right away, and it sets up like some other yeah. you know, situation that weird. they have to get Everyone's out of. Reaction in the restaurant, like then, kind of looking disapprovingly. Not yeah, like the a girls like coming out or just like giggling. Kids are kids. But then, and you guys can refresh my memory, but they. Honk, she honks the horn so that they have to run, but doesn't she take some initiative in the CB radio communication with him? Like, well, I think he starts talking to yeah. her, and then she's just fearful of like what he's gonna do, so she, she's just playing yeah, along. Yeah, he's talking to her, and she's like, "Look, I'm sorry for whatever they did to you. They told me like they feel terrible." And she doesn't like, know what she's right. talking about. She, exactly, she, she shouldn't have been crying. Crocodile tears. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, he also they go back to Rusty Nails talking. He's like, "All right, here's what I want you to do next." And then they cut back to the guys. So at that point, I thought, like, maybe he's, like, making a deal with her or something. Yeah. Where he's like, like I want you to do this do to the guys so that you Charlotte can get tra- – Exactly. Right. So, like, that part was kind of cool when they cut away and don't, like, reveal his plan. Right. Yeah. So that she has to reveal it later. And right. Like, again, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, okay, can you trust her at this point? Mm-hmm. But she gets back into the car. They go into a cornfield where he promises a gift 100 feet outside of the car. And Rusty Nail comes out of nowhere, barreling down like 80 miles an hour in a semi. And then they have to hide in the cornfield. But another good scene. Another great trick with the audio, too, because you just hear the the revving of the truck engine. And then Steve Zahn's like, wait, wait, do you guys hear that? And then, bam, lights come on and he just comes out. Which Um, also, again... How hard would it be to outrun? Uh, well, yeah, a the truck? totally like just turn like, like yeah, they're way like, quicker, but like out of the car. But he gets them out of the car, and it's one of those yeah. things where I thought too, like, why don't they split up? But then it's you're in this vast cornfield in the dark. Where you yeah. don't know. No, yeah, which splitting way to up go. is where they all made their mistake. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. but it's like totally Joel. Like a, a human to, can change yeah. directions quicker than a truck, and it's not like some sports car. Yeah, yeah. The way it's gone, it has to turn all the way around. Like, also, at this point, they should have had weapons at least. Mm-hmm. Like they should have been like, "All right, we'll get out of the car, but let's take yeah, our right. crowbar." Missing Ryan. like a, a weird bat that they found. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. A pipe that was laying there. It's missing like a very specific kind of weapon. Right, there. right. Like yeah. they they brought nothing to defend mm-hmm. themselves. I love at all. the uh, the lighting and uh, mm-hmm. the way that the headlights and then his extra fog light yeah. that he has. Weren't they talking about like they used like airplane lights or something yeah, to I make read, sure that I it read could that like, increase well. the visibility they, in the dark? They changed it so they could film all the way up until almost daybreak and still get like the dark background. Yeah. And that's how they get sort of the lighting in that scene. And it's just like super effective to like put yourself in that place and be like so scared. And just have endless possibility for escaping, oh, but great. also like he's like this, like you said, omnipotent, omnipresent yeah, 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 guy yeah. that's just like showing up. And wouldn't laying down though kind of negate the the big lights? Like if they, for sure, if they had laid down in the field. They were just sort just of crouched, and I felt like he couldn't see. Right, them. Yeah. and again, that plays into the supernatural yeah. element where it's like he just he just knows where they are. Exactly. Like there's no explanation. Yep. And he just they separate, knows and he's able yep. to get Lily Sobieski. Get Venna. The guys return to the car only to find that it's on fire. 
just long what? enough for them to get on the CB radio and find out that and he's going to a nearby motel. Grab the champagne. Yeah, make That's sure right. the pink champagne. Yeah, so he grabs the champagne, the cars blows up, and they're forced to hike seven miles. To Medford. But Steve Zahn's got a trick up his sleeve because he's got he, can, several. he can hotwire a truck. I did like that scene where they hotwire the yeah. truck. And, the and guy, it's, a, it's another like little moment where it's like ups the tension because the guy walks out of the bar and you're like, oh shit, they're going to get it caught. It ups the tension, but it also brings it back to like a goofy prank because they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. hey, like, oh, we know what to do. Like, it was kind of yeah. lightened yeah. the mood right. in a way. Yeah. which He's was like, you got to jiggle it. It's yeah. nice that it was outside of a bar because yeah. the, the guy's guy was like, like yeah, it's see? Jiggle, jiggle. You got yeah. it. I wish they wouldn't have had the guy come out of the bar and yell, hey, that's my truck because it was like, that's pretty unrealistic that he would come out at the same time someone can and steal you, my car right now and i wouldn't know yeah and you like already out later you like, already oh, shit, that was my car you already understood the stakes you already like oh they're doing something they shouldn't be doing they're hot wiring it yeah. there's like a guy that's onto them right. like you didn't need that right. but that was it was still a cool scene someone else yeah after someone yeah. in the car yeah. Yeah. so so he tells them to come to a motel at midnight and he doesn't say which motel and so yeah. they just go to this town and they're looking around at all the different motels that was a fun scene this is like one of my favorite parts for the b-movie aspect in a sense because uh they played this really romantic old like 50s 60s like you know ballad yeah. yeah but like he's like tying her up he's like masking her mouth with like tape yeah and it's all played to this soundtrack of this really romantic like it's kind of like yeah. cd motel song yeah. but like it's, it's kind of the silence of the lambs yeah, yeah. The lighting he's, like, he's really also getting good into but it. like they could have done this thing with like really abrasive music that like amped the tension but instead they go soft and they like yeah like have the dichotomy of like rusty nail wanting to like fall in love and playing on that like oh candy cane thing with this like yes. romance tune yeah and like i just i love that i thought it was so cool that they made that choice like musically it's great the can and then like you see the contraption that he comes up with which Very is cool it's tied up to the to the doorknob so that if somebody opens the door it triggers the shotgun and blows her head off yeah yeah really Ooh. really good detail is that he nailed the chair to with the, a yes. rusty nail? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just one of those things that somebody thought about. Like, because when you're sitting in that chair, you're like, why don't you just tip over but that, right. like, piece of it? And then the suspense of knowing that that's going to happen with, first of all, Paul Walker and Steve Zahn, like, searching every hotel room yep. that they're getting to. Until you don't know when that's going to be off. And at the same time, you have the police show up, and they're searching every door at the right hotel, but yep. they don't know which room it is. Ugh. And so it's just counting down mm. and getting closer yes. and closer. And you see the numbers of the doors. There's multiple scenes going on simultaneously that are just ticking clocks yeah right where it's like yep. are the cops gonna get to the door before she frees herself from the chair and then steve zahn gets you know He's, he gets he gets thrown out he gets he confronts rusty nail who again you don't see his face clearly but you see that he's a big guy he gets thrown out and he gets a pipe through his leg and well, so at the same time that they're waiting for the police to to come open the the door Steve Zahn is like trapped and pinned on a wall and Rusty Nail's about to drive down and just mow him over with the truck. The whole scene, <laughs> I'm just trying to like see his face and they do such a good job of showing it to you sort In of. shadow, yeah. Yeah, and so you're like, just oh, reveal the character, please. Like just show me yes. who this guy is. But the only identifying feature that you see on him is the watch because he's counting down the minutes until the police come, until whatever right. time I he told like them. I feel like his face is scarred too. Did anybody uh -huh. else pick that up? I feel like there's a shot where a light glances across him just long enough to reveal like he's Possibly. got burns or something going on. No idea. I don't know. Either way, he's Probably. an eerie Most character. Yeah. 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 You see his nails are like dirty. 
Yeah. You catch it's that. like, oh, that's unseemly. Yeah. Huh. It's a rusty nail. Oh. <laughs> that's the show. That's the show. So right Steve's there. on his pinned in the back with the like iron rod through his there's leg. Leg. Yeah, there's leg. You know that Rusty, Rusty Nail troop. bent so that he can't just take it off easily. So he yes. can't take Not it off. Clean. Rusty Oof, Nail's clean in wind. the truck in the back. Mm-hmm. So you think. Paul Walker's inside the room starting to try to untie Lily Sobieski. The cops are approaching the door. Like Those uh, are four like locations in yep. one intense scene that is like... I don't You're care. waiting for everything yeah, to B happen. B movie, A movie, like you give me any horror film, like to capture those four things at yes. once is yeah. like super, super effective. It's yeah. great. It's great. So we get to the end, and uh, you know Paul Walker frees Lily Sobieski. He goes and he frees Steve Zahn before the truck comes, um, and then they they open the truck. The driver's dead. You see the same watch as before. Yeah. So you're led to believe that it's Rusty Nail. Right. They find Charlotte alive in the truck. Right. But then later on, when they're in the ambulance, you hear a voice come over the CB. Uh-oh. And it says, it say? breaker, breaker, looking for a break. Storms are coming. <laughs> I like the storm. Washes everything away. I'm going to clap for myself on that one. Thank you. Gary! <laughs> so the moral is the, of the story is don't prank truck drivers. So who was the guy then that was the dead body in the They truck? said it was the ice truck yeah, guy from before. Right. right. He yeah. got pranked. It was, was... Philip, the pizza delivery boy <laughs> from earlier in the story. <laughs> you guys. Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> and that's the movie. Fartsauce.com. All right. With that being said, um, I think it's about time we got into our categories. Let's do that. So, best scene I saw. Joel, you want to start us off? Best scene I saw is I vividly remember when Steve Zahn at the end falls onto the nail on the fence as like the a pipe. 14 year old, yeah. the pipe, like thinking, like, holy shit, that must hurt so bad. Like, oh my, because it's like bent a little and like, yeah. oh. But all, all that whole final sequence, I just love the. You know, oh, he's got to save her with the door opening. Oh, but his brother's here, and the truck is coming to run through the fence, so his brother's going to die, and he's got both of them, and it's a, oh, just well done. Best scene I saw, I really like the ice truck sequence. Um, going from the exit of the freeway to the whole gas station. Yeah, the McMullig, I mean the MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> McMuffle Sullivan. McSullivan Muffin. The gas station was super creepy. I like that whole sequence. Um because you kind of saw everything coming, but you didn't see the guy, Rusty Nail, plowing through the ice truck. Yeah. That was like, it, it you know, kind of raised the stakes. So. Although, like as, when they show the ice truck backing up, right like after the yeah, fact, it's just like, oh, like, something's, something's going to happen. There, yeah, right? yeah, totally. Cool. Carl? So one thing I noticed is when they're in that town at the bar, where they're when they're in these like small places and just like staying in a motel, getting gas, whatever. Like you see big rigs the whole movie. Yeah. And it like it if you're not actually perceptive to big rigs and scared of them, you don't realize how prevalent they are. Like yeah. they are everywhere. Especially and they in those good, small towns. Yeah. And yep. they did a great job of being in middle America. And like if you were actually in that situation, your paranoia would be so heightened by the fact that like that's all you see is big rigs, like yeah. everywhere. Well, but you don't think about was it. Made it where you couldn't pinpoint who it could be. The best scene I saw was when they first convinced Rusty Nail to show up at the motel room next door uh, with the pink champagne, and they're listening through the wall. We talked about like that dolly shot into the painting. Yes. And as you're watching it approach the painting, you're waiting for that transition to see what's on the other side, and it stops, and you're not allowed to see it. We talked about it already. But 
like you're put in the position of our protagonists, like kind of hearing some muffling. Yes. You see the silhouette like come in and leave. You don't know what happened. Um, super effective. Super really good. Yeah. Best scene I saw very similar to Pollard's. Just the whole setup of them pranking Rusty Nail over the CB, and then the follow up of them continuing the prank and having him come to the motel like their glee of like so enjoying that prank yeah both the brothers oh, it's, it's just great. it's if great you accomplish that oh yeah that would be the highlight if there yeah. wasn't the whole jaw ripping off and serial killer yeah. part it would be the highlight of and your for life those brothers they already referenced one story that they did the, yeah to the teacher so this yep. would be another like tentpole moment of their relationship absolutely yeah now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy michael hillary for magic mike's main minute Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? Uh, oh, yeah, no, well, because the thing is, so I, I was taking notes, and um, before I get into them, like, I <laughs> I took two pages of notes, but I actually don't know if that's a lot or, or, or very little, because it started off strong, and then it was just like, wait, this movie is, this movie's what it is. I took notes this time, so I'm pretty well prepared, and I, I, I already blew a couple of my loads last night. I understand how American women find the... British accent attractive because, like, you know, if I hear a chick talking with a Scottish accent, it's like, oh, shit, what's up, dude? Like, hey, my name's Mike. My name's Mike. I'm from Hong Kong, and uh, I like tacos. Well, then, yeah, um, I'll just go through, like, what I'll, what I'll do first is I'll just start reading some of the parts that I had uh, starred on my, uh, in my notes. And then you guys can kind of like give me feedback as I go along and we can go from there. Thanks for chatting. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. And now we go from one fan in Maine to another fan in Dubai as we introduce a new segment called Five Guys Flicking Around the World where 5GFA superfan RK shares his favorite movies with us each week. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, this is RK from Dubai and I really love the Five Guys Flicking Around. And I'm grateful to them to have given me this opportunity to talk about my favorite film for around 40 seconds or so. So my favorite film is Rush from 2013. It is starring Chris Hemsworth. And it's mainly a Formula One film. Basically a rivalry between two drivers in Formula One. So they started off at a lower division, which is Formula Three, and they built up their rivalry and their friendship in the coming years. So portraying this friendship and rivalry is the best thing that the directors did and which, which is an unparalleled work amongst any other film for me. And this is mainly why I love the film and also why I love Formula One. Thank you. Uh, how do you do that? What do you guys have for how do you do that? How do you do How do you do How did he know about Charlotte and find her? Yeah, that's pretty much what I have too. Like their interaction at, on campus was he had to be listening to that. Right, like or right. watching. Like, there's no way of being like, oh, that's the girl I need to track. Like, that's crazy. And again, so that's you... that's like the halfway point of the movie is where it takes that turn into the supernatural, where it's like, there's no way he would know any of these things. There's no way he could do any of these things right. and have it be believable. Like, there's no way a, a typical human person could do that. So my how do he do that is how the hell did Rusty Nail bang through a freaking semi truck? So when he bangs through the ice guy's truck, like. I'd never seen that before, so I thought it was super cool. I remember when I first saw this movie. But obviously, you know, they're intersecting, and when he comes through just to ram through it, it yeah. just yeah. shatters to pieces as if it was made of, like, 
Well, I think plastic. Yeah, the ice like, truck. Bang, the right? ice truck is quite a bit smaller than <laughs> yeah. the semi that Rusty nailed. I don't know if I'd say quite a bit. It's still like a big rig style truck. It's but like yeah, half it's, the size. I would say it's two it's like thirds. A it's like an ice cream two truck. Yeah. Right. No, it's bigger than an ice it's cream. It's slightly truck. bigger but than an ice cream truck. It's not a full on semi. Big rigs are insane. Well, the way it works, Joel, is it's 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 what is it? Force equals mass times acceleration. Oh. So the more mass and acceleration you have, the more force you can do. Okay, listen, Einstein. <laughs> My howdy duty is how did Paul Walker and Steve Zahn pay for their road trip? Hmm. So, you want to elaborate? Yeah, Money bags. I broke it down a little bit. Um, there's a few holes. Just bear with me. We're going to get through this. Um, the plane ticket that Paul Walker uh, sells to start this adventure um, I calculated to be about a $250 plane ticket. I took the price of a cross-country plane ticket today, canceled out the inflation. About $250 he gets from selling this plane ticket, but he buys the car, which the stickers revealed in the film clearly, for $1,100. So that's the difference. Like, first, already, it's like not... Almost a grand with taxes. Yes, it's already (laughs) not adding up, like how he's able to all of a sudden pay for this. Uh, We have the $40 for the CB radio. Which is paid for by Steve Zahn, mm-hmm. which is probably the only money he has to his name. Yeah. Just got out of jail, doesn't have a ride. They had to replace every window in the car and needed a lot of body work done after their first run-in with Rusty Nails. I calculated a approximation of about $1,200 for that. Which is generous. Yeah. Could have been way more. No, no it could have been way more. No, and they had to fix it out. Much, in the, but, well, they had no, to fix it out in the middle window, of nowhere, it, so they could have gotten, like, dude, that you know, milk. that car got crunched. Yeah, but opposite. You guys are thinking, like, nowadays, like, oh, I'm going to a body shop in L.A. They're in the middle of fucking Nebraska. But that's Some why I'm saying. Like, it's hey, like, I'll, I'll fix that for 20 no, bucks. No, not at all. No way. And they're, like, no way. I'm the only. offensive. No, but it's like, they're, like, I'm the only body shop in town. It's going to be a $1,000. Yeah, it's for sure at least a couple hundred dollars per window. And that's not even to put in like the no. body work that has to get done. False. You can't just like take out all of the dents if doing, in a Chevy If you're doing like inflation that. for the plane ticket, you got to think of inflation back then. Oh, oh it's calculated. Too. It's been oh, calculated. I I, this is a I feel like I can get my car, like, car window fixed for like a hundred bucks. All right, Joel. Why don't we take a big rig up <laughs> against your car? We'll smash it up against see the tree. See how much it costs okay. again. <laughs> so I told you that in confidence. So now I also have I calculated the gas to travel. Uh, the average price that year was about $2 a gallon. So from Berkeley to Salt Lake City to Colorado is a total of 1,545 miles. So we're over $3,000 for gas. Oh, my God. That's not even the rest of the trip, right? This is just to get to Colorado. So what did they have planned after this is Nebraska and then Jersey? No, Nebraska do, does not meet Jersey. There's like a couple other states in between. So I don't know what their plans are after this, but they spent at least $3,000 in cash just for gas to get there. Wrong. The 3000 for gas sounds excessive. I have 725 miles from Berkeley to Salt Lake City. You have three well, thousand miles. Out, no, no, yeah, you have to like, figure out how many gallons. Listen, listen. So you take 3000 divided by 16 times it by 2. If Which is why I was giving you the MPGs. car can get 200 miles on a tank, right? Something like that. No, it doesn't matter how much you get in the tank. How no, many it miles does, it does. was it? How many miles no, was it? No, it matters how much gas does it take you to drive one mile. Right, but we're saying, so they fill up once, that's 200 miles. 
They fill up once at two dollars. You're like, right. You're right. Yeah, that's why I was saying yeah. the MBG yeah. yeah. thing. You talked me out of it. Damn it! How many miles over. was it? You're right. Edit this out. It, it was like three thousand miles. <laughs> Should we restart this? Let me start the gas Let's mileage start from over. The beginning of the pod. No. <laughs> Damn it, guys! Joyride. Three thousand dollars was just like that's really high. Yeah, you're right. I've driven to Seattle on like two hundred and fifty bucks. I made it from San Francisco down here on one tank, and that's like. $60. I mean, 3,000 divided by 16. Yeah, yeah 3,000 yeah. divided by 16 is 187 and a half. That's more that sounds reasonable. Plausible. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so 187 Well, now we got to change all the numbers here. Times numbers two. Guy, so times <laughs> two. Put up a Put an ad in Craigslist for a number. So if it's, two, if it's two miles per gallon. <laughs> two miles per gallon? $2. $2 per gallon. Damn it. Then it's like four hundred bucks. Yeah, that's way more that reasonable more than reasonable. three thousand. Yeah. Okay, hold on, let me finish. This real quick. Like, why would you drive anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, the plane that, tickets, yeah. plane tickets, two hundred and fifty dollars, but, but to gas drive is yeah. three grand. So Woo. I need to subtract twenty six hundred for my total. <laughs> that's a lot. This is real time calculation, <laughs> so folks. Three, three forty. Okay, we I call got him it. Professor P. Okay, I got it. He let's, told us he was really good with numbers. Let's and to be fair, he has been very good with he numbers. He did calculate absolute 311, so we'll give him that. Yeah. So I'll start after the $1,200 body work. Okay. So the gas to travel on this trip, which at the time would have been about $2 a gallon, um, I calculated from Berkeley to Salt Lake City to Colorado. Um, and so I have a total of 1,545 miles. Uh-huh. Uh, would come out to about $400 in gas. That seems low. You sure it's not like in the thousands? No, no. Oh, okay. We did some extra calculations to make sure this is correct. <laughs> uh, basically, they spent what I was able to come up with was three thousand three hundred and forty dollars. That's not counting what the motel rooms are. Mm-hmm. That's not counting food on Bar the way. Tab. Yeah. And that's not counting any of the other expenditures that would pop up. Anyways, it was a lot more money than Paul Walker had, and that is my answer for how do you do that? That. Had to hurt. What had to hurt in the movie? You know what Joel, really had to hurt is the nail in Steve Zahn's leg that got twisted, and so you couldn't just pull it out. It was he a had pipe. To... Yeah, it was. But a... it was still rusty. Uh, a, a rusty nail type of pipe, and uh, it's classic rusty. I would say it's what do you use when you pour concrete? Rebarb. Mm-hmm. I think it was. That's rebarb. what I thought. No, I think it was hollow it's though. Wasn't it? Rhubarb. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's, <laughs> it's I think a it was popular pie. Rebar. Rebarb. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Similar to that, uh, when they're doing the cherry uh, stem tying in their mouths and Paul Walker fails so horribly at it, yeah. um, just failing at being a good tongue guy in front of Lily Sobieski. Slash and having, lover. It's uh, very slash translatable. Lover, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> he, he's just poor with his tongue in front of Lily Sobieski while his brother like excels at it. That had to hurt. It would have been funny if he was like exaggeratedly bad at it reunion who organizes the reunion of the cast of characters kyle let's go with you um i have lily sobieski for oh, sure um so after the movie she cuts paul walker out of her life immediately after almost getting her and charlotte killed um only to realize she totally blew it by not going for this amazingly handsome uh and kind paul walker who is also a berkeley graduate uh so she reaches out to him to meet up and uh on the way paul walker gets a call from steve zahn to bail him out of jail and uh, after being cock-blocked, the three of them meet up for a really lackluster cup of coffee and decide <laughs> never to talk again. 
I think Steve Zahn organizes the reunion. I think uh, he probably needs money. Or he shows up and it's like, a, he does like a, I'm ballin'. He's got a nice car, nice clothes, but it's all a charade. And right. As L- the reunion lives out goes of his on, car. As the reunion goes on, it becomes clear he's really hurting for money. And that's why he organized <laughs> this reunion to okay. ask his brother and his his brother's ex. His brother's, oh, were they ever his anything? His brother's good friend. Yeah, his brother's you know. future ex. <laughs> <laughs> Pollard? Skip it! Uh, let's go to the Clutch Award. Clutch! Who do we have for the Clutch Award, guys? From downtown! My Clutch Award is in the final scene. The cops. Yeah. For not shooting Paul Walker. Joel, yeah. who do you have for Clutch Award? So my Clutch Award is also in the final scene, and it's for Steve Zahn um, like getting away from Rusty Nail, ripping his jaw off right at the exact second as Paul Walker was going to unknowingly open the door and kill Lily, uh, his uh, future bride. So um, I think the Maybe. future good uh, yeah. clutch award is Steve Zahn best man yelling, "Don't open the door! Don't open the door!" Future True. failed True. first date. <laughs> there you go, Kyle. Who you got for clutch award? Skip it. My clutch award is the diner owner, because we kind of touched on it. <laughs> yeah. He had a Hank sense Hill of guy. humor about it. Yeah. Well, what are you like, boys doing over yeah, there? Yeah, I was like, uh, if it wasn't my restaurant, this would have been funny. But he could have <laughs> easily like had them arrested for public indecency, and they wouldn't have gotten to continue their journey yeah. that would have added a whole yeah. uh, other layer of complexity to the plot right. where it's just like oh man when's their court date how are yeah, they gonna get out of this one sex offenders like this is a bummer <laughs> like so yeah him having a good sense of humor yeah. but like, you know if paul walker and steve zahn's asses were in your face you'd cut him some slack yeah <laughs> give him all the burgers they want do you think they kept the diner stools that they sat on or uh, they immediately yeah. threw so them I out i have some research um, <laughs> So, uh, so Steve Zahn trained for six months for that naked scene. Uh, he did jujitsu, boxing, swimming, uh, weights. And now to sing our next best feature song. Please give an encouraging round of applause for Spirit Award nominee Steve Zahn. When you're doing that thing you do in the kitchen, it's easy to forget to turn off the stove. That can lead to a dangerous gas leak or even an explosion. Either way, that reality bites. Well, that's why we've partnered with Stoves On. The first alarm system that reminds you when you've left your stove on. And the best part? This alarm system is voiced exclusively by Hollywood bad boy slash heartthrob Steve Zahn. Order Stoves On and use promo code 5GFA to save 420% at checkout. That's Stoves On. Sleep safe at night so you'll never have to worry about a rescue dawn. Uh, For Clutch Award, I have the ice truck driver. Sad guy. Uh, Quotes? My favorite comes from Fuller. Steve Zahn's character. And it's after that they've interacted with the police after the first murder. And uh, they get back to the motel. And uh, Paul Walker is trying to get out of this. And he doesn't even know how he's going to drive after this whole ordeal. And Fuller says, do what I do. Just remind yourself that in 100 years you're going to be dead. It's the closest thing I've got to a philosophy. Yeah. It's like. (laughs) I had that one down. That's That's a good quote. What a great way to live your life. It's awesome. My quote, uh, Steve Zahn said, just remind yourself that in a hundred years you're going to be dead. It's the closest thing I've got to a philosophy. That's, That's a awesome. Good That's good. so good. Dude, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Man. Mine was quote. about Steve Zahn yeah. and uh, his philosophy on death. Yeah. What was that? Um, I can't remember what it was. What was it like? Um, <laughs> no, I had a Steve Zahn quote when he first is getting like let go of the Salt Lake City prison. 
I just loved his whole like 20 second introduction where yeah. he's just like reeling off shit and he goes I'm aware of how frustrating the prison system in this country is. Repeat offenders, unrehabilitated. Unre I watch American Justice with Bill Curtis, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is that? Uh, I have a couple. Uh, we already talked about the 100 years will be dead. Um, so, like, when they first get Rusty Nail and uh, Paul Walker's doing his female voice, and he's he's like, what would you do to me? And Rusty Nail's like, uh, take off your bra. <laughs> it's just very uncomfortable. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. I, I could, do, like, that, I could do that voice forever. I think you should do like a one-man play, but like a radio <laughs> broadcast of it to just really be in yeah. that theme. Shakespeare read by Rusty uh, Nail. Yeah. yeah. What other actors do you think could have pulled off the voiceover for Rusty Nail? It had to be somebody with a very distinct voice. I thought Sam Elliott at first, but yeah. I was also thinking like, what about like Jim Carrey? What if you put in a... The Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah. What if we just went a different route, you Little know? Christian what if we Bale? got what if we got Chris Tucker to make an appearance? That'd be know? great. Over the yeah, super I got this pink champagne over here. <laughs> so supposedly Sylvester Stallone was considered. Yeah. I would be into that. I would be into that. Pink champagne. Like we can't. He's a good kid. You know, put him in a picture. Took off your bra. Look at him. Six or seven screenplays. Yeah, took off your bra. Hearing Sylvester Stallone say, "I'd take off your bra." Take your bra. And get you a nice meatball sub. And you're gonna take it off, Rock. It's him and his other persona. Yeah, I love it. I would have, Sam Elliott would have been great just listening to him give life advice. For like, sure. Just listening to him talk about like Yeah, he would have been less scary. Like, it would have been more like, hey, let's, let's, let's hear yeah. what he's got to say. Drive safe, amigos. Like, just like a really like, yeah. God, this guy's great. I can listen to him forever. Yeah. <laughs> Look in the trunk, mijo. It'd be great. What takes me out of the movie? What takes me out of the flick? Brandon, what takes you out of the movie? Uh... The gang in the cornfield being run down by the semi just makes absolutely no sense to me because they could just go serpentine and completely outmaneuver the truck. Like, this is a couple ton machine, right. you know? So it's like it's it takes a lot of uh, force to move it. And the, the equation that we found out was... Yeah. <laughs> The, the equation we found out for force was... The mass times the speed times the acceleration equals yeah. the force of the power. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> uh, what else we got? McMulligan. McMulligan. Change one thing about the movie to make it more McMulligan-y. Okay. Uh, my McMulligan is change all their names. Yeah. Uh, oh, Fuller is like so like comedic and just right. like hey what's up fuller right. her name is venna yeah every time like, they say her name what? i'm like wait what is it, and what is paul it? walker is a stud his name right. is not fucking lewis like yeah. Yeah. that is like such a lame name yeah like just rewrite Berkeley, all their though. names I mean, yeah yeah that's true i agree though lewis and clark would have been a better <laughs> lewis and clark and sacajawea <laughs> is richard and, <laughs> Lee, Lee richard and lewis would have been a nice <laughs> Um, I'm gonna change uh, having Charlotte be Rusty Nail's prisoner. Like I realize that you need that because that's like change. the person. <laughs> that's like the change. personal connection that Lily Sobieski has, right? That's like why she gets involved. But it makes absolutely no, no sense. sense no that sense like he would know who this person is. Yeah. He would know her connection to Lily Sobieski. He would know where to find her, and he would like because he keeps her alive in his truck for like right. a day or two. Yeah. Like uh, it just—I would just take that part out. SOS. 
I think it's a good time to note that this movie has two direct-to-video sequels. One from 2008, mm. which is seven years after the original. And one from 2014, which is seven years after that. Don't ask me. I'm not the math guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we learned that. But I would personally like to see the Rusty Nail origin story. Um, like, like how he got rusty. Well, I want to know how hey did he... Hey guys, my name's Russell. I'm going to be a truck driver. <laughs> like, not with that voice. Oh, right, I'll later. talk with this one. Um, like, how did he first get into trucking? Like, he doesn't seem like a very particularly good trucker. And is he a psycho first who chooses to get into trucking to make money? Mm. Or is he a trucker that eventually just trucker something snaps? It. Yeah. He bought the he... pink champagne. Like, he wasn't yeah. there to... He wouldn't have done that if he was there to, like cause mischief i think he legitimately was like intrigued. he was but what like which, a, which persona did he take on first was he first a trucker or yeah. was he first a psycho i think he was first a trucker he was probably trucker. lonely road time yeah drove him crazy because like, like that's very gonna be a, what's up girl give me some life. lonely road but you time. know lots he, of frustrations and just finally sexual he, he has yeah. murdered in the past though for sure. Yeah, he knows totally. what he's doing when he rigs the shotgun at the end. His like, jaw knowledge. Yeah, he cuts the guy's jaws <laughs> off. Like, physiology. Yeah, he has the whole like explanation as to how to like, you know, not trace a dead body. Like, he's, nah, he's, he's been a killer before. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carl? Uh, I guess I have Joyride 4. I thought it was Joyride 2. Just straight sequel. I didn't know yeah. there was two already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but, Joyride yeah. 4. Just pretend those didn't happen. What would this one be? I just want the story to continue, um, and I don't know where it went, but <laughs> in this version, Paul Walker CGI'd in. Uh, Steve Zahn gets a meaty role again, like Pollard requested, and uh, Lily Sobieski is recast as Emma Stone, and it's nice. been 20 years. Uh, Paul Walker and Emma Stone are married, and they're driving U-Haul from California to Texas to relocate for work. Uh, they have an eight-year-old son, son, and Steve Zahn, being the fun uncle he is, offers Funkle? the Funkle. <laughs> uh, he offers to drive their kid behind them as a caravan on their way uh, through the Southwest. The son has an app to keep them connected while they caravan and walkie-talkie across the cars, but a familiar voice hops on about halfway through Arizona, and Rusty Nail is seeking his ultimate revenge as the three adults have to protect their eight-year-old candy cane from the crazed trucker. <laughs> They named the kid Candy Cane. Oh, God. New Candy Cane, yeah. Zon definitely kept the car and, like, fixed it up. You right. know, or he bought a similar car and, like... Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. He's, like, he's, like he's made like it real sort nice. of nostalgic yeah. about the best prank. Right. <laughs> we pranked him. Joel, you got anything for SOS? Let's go on to Genre Swap. Joel, Genre Swap? Kyle, Genre Swap? RP genre swap. My, I was thinking a lot about the genre, and what I ended up at is the genre that it is. So I don't want to swap the genre. Okay, that's my genre swap. I'm going for a raunchy sex comedy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Well, I, I'm thinking when I'm seeing this, I'm These like, these guys plow their way through the Midwest, <laughs> one motel at a time. No, so get this. So I'm thinking like something about Mary, right? So, oh. Paul Walker is already obsessed with Lily Sobieski. When, Steve's, so. when Steve Zahn sees her, he's infatuated as well. Wow. You just bring Rusty Nail in there, who also gets insanely... Red Favre, maybe? No, that's what I was saying. So, okay, so what happens is... 
what happens is, um, so Who's Paul thinking? Walker buys a car and drives thousands of miles in order to impress her. Steve Zahn tries to do, seduce her by calling her a bitch and trying to get her drunk. Bitch, shut up! Are you laughing off again? This and then Rusty like Nail. Joyride number one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then and then Rusty Nail, who tr- uh, tries to impress her by telling her all the ways in which you can dismember a dead body so the police can't identify it. And then in the end, she has to choose between all these guys, but mm. she eventually just chooses Brett Favre. There's a hair gel scene. Exactly. <laughs> With Rusty about Nail me. getting ready. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. So like that's that. what it would look like as like a raunchy that. sex comedy. There you go. Okay. Um, Blu-ray. The only way you could ever watch this movie again is on Blu-ray. How much would you pay for that Blu-ray, Pollard? I loved this movie. For the first time seeing it, I definitely want it on my shelf. It's still a B-horror movie, and uh, so I'm paying $24.99. See, I'm going a little above that. I um, you know, I would rather have this over some of the like classic horror movies because... Since this wasn't so popular, I think there are some people out there that haven't seen it or have only seen it once or so. Oh, yeah. Like, down the road, like, I feel like this would be a great, like, nostalgic, like, movie night. Um, I I would like to use the words date night, but I know a lot of you have problems with that because your date nights are different with your significant others. But for me, a nice date night would be, oh, yeah, we go have dinner and then we go home and watch a movie. And yes, that is a date night, not a movie night because we did dinner before. And so we could watch this for uh, date night because it's a nice little like thriller movie. Keeps you on the edge of your seat, but not too scary. Uh, so I'm paying uh, $34. All right. Uh, it's a great thriller. And like Joel was saying, it's great to share with somebody that you love. And you guys can do the – like the voice is just so fun to do. And I want to do that all the time. And I need to have the Blu-ray to reference when people are asking me, why are you doing that voice and saying candy cane all the time? Right. So $40. $40. I like it, but that's probably where I'd go. It's not like a classic for me or not like a super rewatchable one. Um, it is a bummer we didn't get like a really good sequel, though. feels like everyone kind of went on to bigger and better, like J.J. Abrams and Paul Walker. Yeah. And now we'll never get it. Why? Um, the whole you know. they can still do it. Yeah, J.J. Abrams is too big. He said he's well, not making it. That's well, why. What if, what that's if like why. Paul Walker, Steve Zahn, and Lily Sobieski were all in? Well, so yeah, also I mean, Hugh Dane passed away. So who does Hugh Dane play again? <laughs> he's he's one of the doors that opens at one of the motels. He plays a door. Okay. Yeah. Also J. J. Paul. Thing also Paul sense. Walker passed away. What? Uh, Kyle, Blu-ray price? You can skip me. Fun. I mean, I can say it. I can say it, but I feel like it just get cut, and I don't want to edit it. All right, fair enough. (laughs) One dollar. I don't ever need to see this again. Yeah. Okay. Five bucks. Five bucks for Joyride, and then snip, snip, snip. All right. Final category. Would this work as a McSullivan vehicle? Aaron, I defer to you on this one. So I thought about this, and I think this does work as a McSullivan vehicle. How so? I think if McSullivan plays one of the guys at the Nebraska bar. And he sees Lily Sobieski, and he's like, "I want that." <laughs> so he follows her back to the room, not to do anything, not to do anything, you know, below board. Um, but he's gonna knock on her door and just kind of show her what he's working with, and she's gonna he's invite a, him in. He's a cop. He's just checking in. It's yeah. not below yeah. board, but he's gonna show her what he's working. Well, he's with. gonna he he knows how to seduce a woman. We can all agree that. Yeah, yeah obviously. Um, so he gets there and he sees that Steve Zahn has already gone in the room and it's like, damn it, I'll wait till that's done. <laughs> so then it turns into he's kind of stalking them to wait and see 
how her love relationship pans out because as soon as it's over he's gonna swoop on in then he kind of runs into rusty nail eventually he's like oh shit that something's gonna go down so he waits for the right moment he's like i can impress her by killing this guy and saving her and that's what he does then he leaves with lily sobieski and then the brothers have a sad drive back to new jersey the he end. drops his uh, magnum condoms yeah he lets her know he, he lets cleans her know up the scraps he's, he's packing <laughs> That's, Kyle, that's good. Kyle, what do you got for McSullivan? Um, this is definitely a McSullivan movie. Um, it's not so much a Joyride movie, but it's it's in there. Uh, Pops is Paul Walker. Uh, McSullivan. <laughs> He's getting too old for that. <laughs> McSullivan is Steve Zahn. Okay. And uh, Rusty Nail isn't in it much. Um, <laughs> it starts like Joyride with Pops bailing McSullivan out of jail because they're taking a road trip. So Pops can see his grandson graduate from Florida Gulf Coast University. <laughs> this is not even the same movie at all. It's starting out similar. Along the way, McSullivan gets loaded, bangs a bunch of whores. Pops says repeatedly, we don't have time for this shit. And McSullivan assures him that graduations are boring and there's almost no single poon there. Eventually, they arrive at the graduation where McSullivan is the commencement speaker and explains his tardiness on Pops' need to stop for snacks. <laughs> the entire graduating class is moved to tears by McSullivan's speech, and Pop's grandson <laughs> refuses to take a picture with him afterward <laughs> since he was so selfish and almost made McSullivan late. <laughs> the end. Paul, do you have a McSullivan? Okay, I actually wrote a McSullivan for this one. So I said McSullivan plays the police chief in Nebraska, and then she, her roommate Charlotte, and McSullivan all head back to his police station Ooh. for a threesome. Ooh. Super Mac. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that McSullivan, actually. Love that McSullivan. Yeah. 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 And then we all do candy cane together? He goes back to the room and he says, do you like McDonald's? And they're like, yeah. And then like, you're going to love my Big Mac. <laughs> and he keeps Perfect. going with it. He's like, it's no small fry. And he's like, I'll shake it. And he, it's like, I get it, the McDonald's. He's like, yeah, yeah, but you can add pickles. It's fine. It's just stuff. I get it. Want my secret sauce? Oh! And that's the show. Mention the yeah. knock around, guys. Okay. So. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Don't forget to check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Five Guys Flicking Around. And you can also check us out on the, your email server at uh, <laughs> Five Guys Flicking Around at gmail.com. Uh, we're sorry that we didn't get to knock around guys again this week. We pulled uh, movies out of a hat, and it just you know, it just didn't happen. You know, luck of the draw, so to speak. Uh, so keep uh, keep listening, keep on flicking. We'll see you next time. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. 
I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. My peffle feather had a lovely little peffle feather. Spoiler room, the musical. <laughs> I still think it's a great idea. So I was at full midnight. I am about like at half mast. A Marky Mark hard on <laughs> that was forced. Is this your bitch? Freshman year of college, by the way. Pretty young. When they had a lot of tequila. Away. You gotta jiggle it. Hey, did you see that fat fucking guy? You fucking girl. Like if this it was just perfect. more like the mentalist, <laughs> yeah. it's usually yeah. kind of where I'm coming at. Bitch, shut up! Candy cane, mijo.